Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's Easter Monday. Why are you and I working? It's seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA. Why don't people get Monday off for, you know, Easter? We don't get a damn day off. Most important calendar date or the most important date of the Christian calendar, man. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm fine working on Monday. I'm just saying. It'd be kind of cool to have Friday or Monday off, don't you think? We'll talk later. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. I am very hyper. I've been eating candy uh, for about 24 hours straight. So if I'm a little buzzed up, that's the reason why. Okay. Uh, but I, I, and we'll talk about candy and Easter and all that. I, I just, where do I begin? Popovich. Oh, my God. Remember when watching the Spurs was fun? Do you remember the, the good old days when watching the Spurs was uh, was fun? I've never given a crap about basketball uh, in my entire life until I met my wife. She's about this tall. And she was really into basketball. Well, when I got to San Antonio 12 years ago, and I've been in San Antonio now about about a dozen years. In fact, if you're on my Facebook page, I found a picture of when I first started here 12 years ago. And I I put a picture from this morning uh, so you can compare and contrast. I look like freaking Moses coming down off of Mount Sinai. Like this job, I've, it's not the job, it's not the, the, the radio station, mm-hmm. but I have aged in 12 years. It's hard living, <laughs> which brought me here. All right. But you, you, well, can, you can check it out if you want to see how Sean aged over a dozen years. Well, I saw that, I saw that post a little while ago. You know, of course, for me, I, I see you five days a week. Right. So, you know, it, it, you, you could do whatever, and I probably wouldn't even notice at this point. <laughs> you and my wife. Yeah, exactly. You won't take me for granted. <laughs> but, but I looked at it, and I, and I said to myself, damn, Rhyme has made some bad choices. <laughs> used to be so skinny and pretty. Apparently, my steady diet of booze and pills didn't work. Right, yeah. But uh, yeah. I uh, <laughs> seems to have had the opposite effect. But, God, I was skinny and beautiful back then. I was just skinny and beautiful. Love your you Embrace your youth. Wrap your arms around it. It's just one more thing you took for granted. One more thing I took for granted. And uh, we're going to talk about Matthew McConaughey a little bit later on because he's doing a live event, y'all, where he's going to teach you the art of living. All right, all right, all right. And I need to make fun of him for it, and that's coming up. But first, let's make fun of Greg Popovich, who... Um, I guess, was this like the last game he might ever coach ever or something like that? I, I, I started off the show saying, uh, remember when the, watching the Spurs was fun? Because when I first got to San Antonio, the Spurs were like a religion, okay? There was Catholicism, and then there was Spurs love. And I used to say in the early days, wow, it's, you go to a, during the season, you go to a Valero or a, a Circle K, and every cashier, you buy some, they're like, thank you very much. Come again. Go Spurs, go. I mean, you know what I mean? It was a it's damn near a cult. I mean, it was everybody had freaking Spurs tattoos. I mean, you know, it was everywhere. Now nobody cares. Well, the team sucks, first off. I And I got into it. I, I never watched bat, but I watched basketball. You know, my wife and I, she was a huge, lifelong fan of the Spurs. We got together. We were watching the Spurs every other night. We're going to the games. It's a lot of fun. Timmy Duncan was playing. Manu, all those great players were still there. They were giants stomping on the Terra. And and Pop was just, uh, you know, not talking about basketball, but he wasn't talking about politics either. And, uh, you know, I could tell you that you had two events that sort of collided and at least as my, as far as my family unit, we just lost all desire to support the Spurs in any way, shape, or form. First off, this, the team started sucking. Oddly, the team started sucking right about the time that he started running his mouth about politics, which he did on Friday, apparently. And uh, you know, before I even go there, uh, let me let me throw it out. Nobody is saying that Pop should be restrained from voicing his opinions, uh, unlike a lot of folks on the left, including, frankly, Greg Popovich, I absolutely believe in free speech. I believe free speech is one of the pillars 
of this uh, this country of ours. And the folks on the left, man, if they're if your opinion ain't theirs, they don't want to hear you. They'll kick your ass. They'll beat you up. Might even kill you. Pop has the right to speak his mind in front of reporters. Nobody's saying he shouldn't if that's what he chooses to do. I also have the right, via my dollars, to voice my opinion by no longer supporting the Spurs. Because you know what? I'm not going to go spend a god-awful amount of money to go to the AT&T Center, sit on my ass and watch a game that sucks, coached by a guy that I knew I know that if he knew anything about me, he'd hate my guts and say I'm a racist and I'm a transphobe and I'm all this stuff that he just reviles. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not, my wife and I were in total agreement. We're, we're not going to do this anymore. And we haven't. I can't tell you the last time my wife and I watched the Spurs game or my kids, anybody. And we used to love it. And uh, furthermore, uh, and he was talking about the Second Amendment. He was talking about the Tennessee Three. Oh, please, the Tennessee Three. All right. Okay, fists in the air. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be totally, and then he, uh, the Second Amendment's a myth. Yeah, of course, that's just a game they play. Uh, this is what I mean, we got two young black guys in Tennessee who just got railroaded. Hey, wow, hey, Greg, we got six people who just lost their lives. I know, I know, I know, right, it's the gun's fault. And We got two young black guys in Tennessee who just got railroaded by a bunch of people that I would bet deep down in their soul want to go back to Jim Crow. Uh, oh, God. Yes. All us white, all us honkies. By the way, you're 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 also one of us, uh, Greg, which means you're inherently genetically a racist yourself. We all just sit around in our in the silence of our souls and dream about a return to Jim Crow, man. It's every honky's dream, right? I'm so freaking tired of that. I'm so tired. And and here's the dealio, okay? Here's the dealio, okay? I I really a guy who owns vineyards, okay, a guy who is wealthy enough to own freaking vineyards, right? I'm not exact. It's not going to be my go-to person for why America sucks. Do you know what I mean? If you're a multimillionaire and you own freaking vineyards, okay, the idea that you think America sucks is a little hypocritical, to say the least. And in order for your opinion to matter to me, it's really important that I don't think you're full of crap, okay? If I think you're full of crap, okay, you, your freaking opinion doesn't really hold a lot of water. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg, a lot of Merlot, okay? He's a rich old fart, and, and he, he trots out the kids. You know, you, know, you know you're listening to an old fart boomer, you know, who can't shut up. Oh, the kids. The kids were just protesting, man. We got to listen to the kids. Sit down and shut up and eat your fiber, man. So he's got the right to voice his opinions. I got the right to say he's a dumb old man. He's just a weirdo. Great basketball coach in his time. He's not so much that anymore. I know I'm not a basketball expert. But you know, ain't, ain't nobody all, ain't nobody walking around with Spurs tattoos now. Ain't got no fresh Spurs tattoos out there. Nobody says "Go Spurs, go" anymore. You don't see the flags like you used to. And I, I think a lot of people got turned off by the politics. Again, he's got the right to do it, but that doesn't mean he's not going to make an ass out of himself when he does it. You know what about Popovich? I'm going to say this one more thing. In defense of people who work in my industry. Classically, Greg Popovich, when people want to ask him about basketball, he looks down his snoot, uh, snoot like the snob that he is and treats journalists just trying to do a freaking job like crap. I've heard that from so many people that just want to ask the guy a question about basketball. And all of a sudden, these precious journalists that he loves having crowded around him when he wants to shoot his stupid mouth off about politics, suddenly they're just not very smart, are they? Oh, I can't believe you asked me a question about basketball. Don't you know who I am? I'm freaking Greg Popovich. No, I'm not going to ask you, answer your stupid basketball question.
because you're so stupid. But you know what? If I want to run my trap about politics for 30 minutes, you, I want you guys to be there. Then suddenly he gives a crap about those microphones. And I can't stand people that treat, uh, in a sense, people who work around them like like crap. And that's what he does. He has nothing but contempt for sports journalists because he's so stinking smart. But baby, when he wants to run his mouth about politics, he wants all those microphones and cameras right there for him. And and I, I it's it's nauseating to me. So Greg Popovich thinks the Second Amendment is a myth. Thinks that I, I don't know putting security people with weapons. Uh, in schools will just do something to create more violence, even though, again, we don't really have a model for that anywhere. In every school that I've seen that, you know, has uh, uh, some apparatus in place to protect the kids, they, those those schools don't tend to get uh, targeted by mass shooters, by spree killers. But whatever. He's Greg Popovich. He's given me free material, once again, to use on my show. 210599. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to go on the air and say what an ass you are. Because you are. Did he mention one molecule? He's talking about the kids. Did he mention the kids that lost their lives in Tennessee once? Did he? I thought he cared about kids getting shot in schools. Do any of them care about the three nine year olds who got blown away in Tennessee? Apparently not. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. The Sean Rima Show, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Sorry, I'm so hyper today. I'm just, I'm, I'm sugared up, caffeined up. I have so few vices left that I have to really explore the ones that I still have. Matthew McConaughey, I just keep seeing these ads on social media for he's got a live event coming up this month. And I, I'm only speaking about McConaughey in regards to a phenomenon I've noticed, okay, that social media has brought into our worlds. All right. He's doing an event called The Art of Living, L I V I N apostrophe, because all the language supporting the event, which is on April 24th, it has to sound like. Matthew's just saying it. Yeah, it's called The Art of Living. My first live event. All right, I'm going to teach you how to live. Have you ever wanted to do something and you didn't because you was too high? I'm going to. Yeah, it's just, it's it's him. He, social media has brought into our, into the human condition, the idea that anybody can be a life coach. You know what I mean? That just anybody, everybody's a freaking guru. He won an Oscar, so now he he knows how you should live. I'm going to do a live event. Because nobody's going to vote for him. for He's never going to be president, so he had to give up the political thing, right? Because most of the response he got from a lot of folks was laughter. And so now he's he's going into guru stage. Now he's a guru. He's going to have Tony freaking Robbins there. The art of living live event. All right, all right. I don't know what it is with Hollywood guys. Do they somehow, do they end up feeling guilty because they get paid millions of dollars to sit on a movie set for a couple of weeks? You know, I'm not saying acting's easy. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying it's easy work. But it's almost like they feel, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I'm trying to think of any, like any number of other uh, A-list actors that just can't shut up about how you should live because look at me, I'm Matthew McConaughey. I'm so smart. You know what? I've pretty much accomplished everything that I wanted to in my life at the age of 56. As far as the rich, being rich and famous, you know, I didn't quite pull off the rich part, but the famous I did all right on. I really don't. Like, I'm being serious. Like, I'm at this really cool place in my life where I've really kind of done everything that I set out to do. I don't really have anything left to prove. I don't. There's nothing else, no other gig that I want. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm kind of there, you know? I write my, my stupid books. I do my, my stupid radio show. I go home. I'm fine. And one of the things that I've embraced the older I've gotten is I have no right to give anybody any freaking advice about anything. Like, I, I have no desire to be anybody's guru. I don't want to give you life advice. 
If you want my stinking advice, you really got to ask me really, really hard. Because if you take my advice, chances are you're just going to end up drunk. You know what I mean? But and across state lines. That's the key. If you ask for advice. If you ask me advice on one specific thing, I will tell you. But I live in a, in a household that is determined and has been determined since day one to not let me get too high on myself. <laughs> I walk in the door, the first thing I hear from my wife is, I don't care you're on the radio, you're still just stinky Sean who leaves his underwear in the bathroom. So I don't give anybody advice on anything. You know, I, I, I have no desire to advise anybody or to be anybody's guru. But have you noticed that? Like people, don't people, don't you have people you know who are the most screwed up human beings you could possibly have in your life? Don, don't look at me. I'm just saying you have people who are really screwed up, and they're they're on face puke like you know. Be present. Go out and make it a great day. You know you got to do this, 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 and this if you want to achieve this, this. And I'm like, you you've been divorced nine times. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. You, you, you know what advice you I want? You kept from- a job over three weeks as long as I've known you, but for some odd reason, yeah. you should be telling me how to live. You know, I do know a guy like that. Do I, you? I've known him since I was 18, 18 years old, right. which is a long time. That is. You know, and, and it never fails that on his social media, Ugh. he's always griping about something. <laughs> and it, it, it was always, and he's been this way since I've known really? him. He always has something to say about whatever, especially you know po- politicians and right. Um, and, and we'll go off and on. You know, when Trump was president, it was like several times an hour. Oh God! And I just Ugh. got to the point. It's like you know, I could care either way. Right. And finally, I said to him, and I said, "Why don't you just marry the man you spend so much time thinking about?" <laughs> Unfriended. And of blocked, course, of you know, course, because you're a it, hater. You're well, filled I, with you know, hate. I, that's not, I don't hate anything, really, or anybody. But you it disagree was, with him. You're full it, of hate. It, it just <laughs> seemed to me, if you're go, if you hate him that much as you say you do, why do you spend so much time? Well, focusing on what he is th- or is not doing. This is where I say the Democrats really don't want to run against Donald Trump because they can't shut up about him. You know what I mean? It's right. it's it's like remember when we were young, young, young kids. And, you know, if you liked a girl, you'd punch her in the shoulder. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, you'd not act like you hated her. Not in my neighborhood. Well, that's right. Get your ass kicked. Well, he was different. <laughs> this man had his first girlfriend when he was still in utero. I think he was dating somebody. He was dating another, uh, yeah, you know. But uh, She was 22. Uh, but, you know, when your kids, like, and you liked a girl, you didn't want to act like you liked them, yeah, you so know, because yeah, then you'd you look just, weak or something. They'd walk by and you'd make a face So I think the Democrats, they're kind of people who hate Trump are like that. You know, they just, oh, I can't stand him. Is he on TV? You know, they can't get enough of him. But, you know, and he does that, and he'll say these things, and it's all, he always referred to him as Donnie for whatever reason. <laughs> this guy, like, will, Donnie? Yeah, he called him Donnie. All the time, and I thought, well, you, maybe you, maybe you're secretly in love with him. Maybe you is that your pet name for Trump in your but, mind? But anyway, here we are, uh, you know, all these years later. So I, this was 1986 when I met him. Uh, he still rarely has a full time job. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he's he full of advice for other people, right? I, I think the, can't keep a gig. The first four years I knew him, he was in college. Right, right. He kept going for all these different degrees, and one year it was art degree, and then it was a liberal arts degree, and then it was. <laughs> I had an art degree once, and then, you know. And I'm like, anything. The only thing you're missing now is physical education. There you go. So why don't you go for that next? But you know, all of that money spent on these college degrees that he has. Well, he's so smart, though. But so but he should you know, tell you how to think. But he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Most of the online gurus that I know are just you know yeah really. You know, right. they're slobs and they don't ever keep a gig. Gotta take a break. Uh, Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's 941. Uh, we're just sort of becoming aware of the shooting, the shootings in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, inside what is called Old National Bank. And as you heard Don Morgan uh, report, uh, they're planning a a press conference 
uh, at some point. And uh, James and Don, if that happens, I'd like to go to that live if we're able to. Uh, we have this confirmed. Five people dead, six others injured, uh, including the shooter. Uh, again, as you heard Don Morgan reporting, a lot of this information is just coming out now. Uh, Louisville, and I, I got this from a, a local uh, station, WDRB. Uh, I, I believe it's a local station. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, again, five people dead, six injured. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, in the six, that includes the shooter. Uh, again, they arrived at uh, the Preston Point building, which is near Slugger Field. And we're getting some eyewitness um, accounts just in the article I'm looking at. Uh, a guy who was there said, I was I just dropped my son off at work on River Road. I was at the stoplight, and the first thing I saw was a guy across the street at the intersection, and he was lying down at the entrance to a hotel. Uh, The witness says that the uh, person appeared to be a man, and he was being, quote, tended to by someone with a walkie-talkie. So I don't know. And then she heard gunfire. So I, I, so I, I guess what she's saying is that the, the, he saw some, this person saw somebody already on the ground being uh, uh, assisted by uh, a first responder. Then there was more gunfire. When I turned, I saw that one of the windows in the bank had been blown out. And of course, cops are everywhere. We, 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 we have that. That's it. That's all the information we have. Uh, we, we don't know any more about the, uh, shooter or the victims, uh, beyond what I just told you. And I, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously we'll know more about what happened as the day goes on. Kentucky, the only thing I am thinking about as far as Kentucky, as I remember, it was a year ago this week. I actually just did a Google search. Just kind of look up. News stories out of Kentucky was a year ago this week, this Thursday officially. Now I'm not saying this is connected. I'm just that this is just something that uh, in my own mind I, I did a quick Google search. Uh, one year ago this week, the Kentucky legislature uh, overrides uh, the governor's veto of transgender of a transgender sports ban that would ban biological males from participating in school sports. It would, uh, in other words, the the governor wanted to uh, overturn this piece of legislation that would have prevented biological boys from competing against biological girls in sports. The legislature itself overturned that veto. So I, I, I have no idea if that plays into this. I just, in today's world... You know, I'm kind of doing the, you're just kind of thinking what's what's going on here. Six, or let's say, let's say if the shooter's won five dead and five injured, doesn't sound like a bank robbery. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound like somebody trying to rob a bank, which is a pretty stupid thing to do these days anyway. Five dead people and five injured, or five injured sounds like something other. So I, again, we have no information uh, and as we're going through the program, this is now the dominant news story. We'll, we'll try to bring you that press conference as, as soon as we're able to, as soon as it happens. Are you thinking former employee? I have no idea. I'm just saying the only... The, That's what I was thinking the, because of a bank. Maybe. It's kind of an odd target for a spree killing. You know, so I, I don't know. But uh, again, so I kind of looked up... We Well, we live in an era where... It, a, 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 somebody will go into a place and do a shoot em up because of some law pass that they don't like. So I just did a search, and that's the only thing that came up on Kentucky. Uh, so we'll see. We don't know anything yet, but uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, again, hopefully this press conference will happen soon, and we'll be able to put that out over the air and, and get some more information. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, News Talk 550 KTSA. It's Sean. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. You just heard a press conference that involved the chief of police uh, as well as the mayor of Kentucky and the governor 
uh, or mayor of uh, of this town of uh, of uh, uh, Kentucky. Uh, I just went blank in my head. Louisville, Louisville, and the governor of Kentucky, uh, Andy uh, Bashir, and we just saw him talk. And uh, uh, it's now being reported. And James actually had whispered this in my ear when we first went on that it's uh, it looks like a workplace. Yeah, uh, workplace with a former violence. employee of some yeah. kind. Uh, Bashir said he has a very good friend who didn't survive, and also said he has another friend who is in the hospital fighting for his life. Uh, Don, did I hear right that two police officers, I think, are in yeah, hospital two, right now? Two police officers were injured in that shooting. Injured, and, and uh, uh, so we have, uh, let me see if I got the count right here. Five, is it five dead? Six. Six dead. Oh, f- yeah, five dead, five six de- injured. Six injured. Right. Uh, and uh, it is uh, believed to be a workplace uh, situation with a former employee. That's what we're hearing right now. Mm-hmm. There will be another uh, press conference at 3 p.m., which is, I don't know if that's our time or not. Yeah. It is our time? Okay, so at 3 p.m. they'll they'll have another uh, 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 presser where they'll give whatever additional information we have. That's all any of us know right now is what you just heard. Uh, the governor getting quite emotional. Uh, because again, right, he, he said he has a friend who didn't make it out. He said that's that's, that's his, his bank. bank. That's yeah. where he goes. Right. Uh, and apparently, it's a fairly sizable bank. Yeah. Uh, I would assume, and right. uh, a fairly large building, kind of like a USAA here. And that yeah. you've you've got a lot of folks working at that particular bank. In other words, not just a neighborhood branch where it's just you know the the folks there at that specific branch. It's a whole lot of people. And, again, as you heard uh, the governor of Kentucky say, uh, he lost a friend, and he has a friend in the hospital. He's quite emotional. Mm-hmm. We, we'll see these numbers fluctuate yeah. a little bit until we can get some real solid, because it's still very early. This happened a little more than an hour ago. That's it. Um, we didn't hear about it probably till what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes yeah, ago? Yeah, it, it had just happened, and you start right. to hear these things, and, you, and you know, you immediately want to go on the air with it, but you have to wait until... You know, what is it just a hoax? Is it an actual, right. you know, so sure. you have to yeah. wait for all of these things. You don't want to panic anybody. No. Um, so, you know, now that they're in there and uh, and investigating, we'll see, you know, the numbers change and, um, you know, probably learn the identity of the shooter at some point. Who is deceased, by the way. Right. Um, the, the, the threat has been neutralized. Yeah, they took as, the person out. As the deputy chief said earlier on, uh, they were on the scene within just a couple of minutes. Three uh, minutes, I yeah. think, is what they're saying. Real Three minutes, fast, which yeah. is really impressive. I mean, that's yeah. a, an amazing response time right? in a situation like this. I've never been to Louisville, so I don't know the layout of the yeah, it's downtown. A, it's area. a good-sized city. Is it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's no small town, so... Um, but they were able to get there quickly, and uh, the shooter is is, is deceased. But uh, okay, now we're seeing four people are dead, eight mm. injured. Mm. So eight injured. Yeah. They, well, the the police chief uh, like said a, eight. I think yes. roughly eight people. Right. And again, this could you know we'll have another update in about fifteen minutes. This, right. This will probably change. Well, so. and and as Don pointed out, and we're it's becoming old hat for us uh, with these kinds of uh, uh, crimes that uh, the numbers do fluctuate and the information is kind of fluid at the very beginning at the front end of it. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously we'll be following this all day. And uh, again, the next press conference from officials is scheduled for uh, 3 p.m. this afternoon. Um, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Yeah, Fox News is now saying it's it's the it's four people who lo- who lost their lives and upwards of eight who have been sent to hospital, including uh, as as we know now two police officers. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. All right, so we're talking about Kentucky and following uh, uh, the information coming out of uh, out of Louisville. And uh, thus far, we have four folks who have died, uh, were shot by this killer. Uh, the killer is dead. Uh, the word is neutralized. Uh, we, it's being reported that the uh, shooter uh, was engaged in a gunfight with police. So uh, I know I was watching Fox News a second ago that they were questioning did the, the, the shooter take themselves out with the cops. 
But if there was a gun an exchange of gunfire with the cops, I'm going to assume, and since they're using the word neutralized, that they're the ones who took this person out. Uh, four dead, including the uh, the shooter, upwards of eight folks who have been sent to the hospital. We The only other thing we know or we're being told is that there was some kind of workplace connection with this individual. So, again, as you know, you know the deal. We'll, we'll know most or more about uh, this person and uh, these events uh, as the day proceeds. And just, again, uh, programming note, there'll be another uh, press conference at 3. Why is this going on? The phone lines are open if you want to call me up and react. 210-599-5555. I, you know, because we always ask ourselves that question, right? I mean, if you're being honest and objective, and, and you're not really looking at these things through the lens of politics or bias or what have you, uh, you know, I, I, I keep coming back to the idea that social media has created a huge enticement for this kind of a crime. In other words, it's an option that comes up in people's minds. It's an option to do a shoot 'em up to kill a bunch of people. And, uh, this, this being an option really in, in, the present era or current era, I, I really think, began with Columbine. It became an option. It's now appear, in my opinion, it appears to be happening more and more. Uh, and in fact, it seems to be happening more and more post-COVID. Uh, and and I, I, I think a lot of it is uh, we live in an era where you know, the guiding philosophy is YOLO. The guiding philosophy, the most of the rhetoric that you hear, and then we'll go to the phones, is about you. You deserve this. You deserve that. It's all about you and how you feel about stuff. And I think uh, uh, in the minds of, you know, the odd psychopath or sociopath, uh, how that translates is, you know what, I'm pissed off about something. I feel disenfranchised about something, so I'm going to go kill a bunch of people and make my stinking point because I deserve that moment. Maybe, you know, certainly mental health and uh, and this stuff is, uh, uh, and, the, and the instant notoriety is a big inspiration. It has to be because, Sean, you and I are gun owners. Yeah. And my biggest fear is ever having to use it. Sure. I these, don't want to shoot somebody. No, and these people are willing to do it. It's it's the mental side. It, it's it. Yeah, folks are, and I, you know, I'll make that distinction because I've been on both. That's another one of those coins I've been on both sides of. Then we'll take a call. In that, uh, responsible gun owners are the very people who don't want to shoot you. Okay, I own a freaking forty-four. If I shoot you, your head is going to disappear. I don't want to shoot any. I don't ever want to shoot anybody with my forty-four. Okay, I want to shoot targets <laughs> at the gun range with my man James here and uh, and David Van Camp, and that's about it. Most gun owners, I tell you, are not out to sh- legal gun owners are not out to kill anybody. It's really just there for protection. Okay, the folks for whom that comes up as an option. Now, you have to think about that. For anybody who commits this kind of a crime, they had to think it through. For the most part, it's not something they just decided to do on the spur of the moment. And for the most part, there are crimes of passion, yes. But mass killings, spree killings are rarely that. So if you want to prevent this stuff from happening, first off... Yeah, more and more public targets sort of have to be made into harder targets. It's just the nature of the beast, the nature of the era, the moment in which we live. And first and foremost f- should be schools. I-, I can't talk for a large bank like this. You you'd assume there would be people and security on the inside. But gun laws and the politics of it don't do obviously don't do a damn thing in regards to uh, uh, these kinds of crimes. Why people want to do these kinds of crimes is is the issue, I believe. Here is Jay. Jay, how you doing? Hey, Sean, man, love you, brother. Hey, man, how you doing? What are you thinking? Uh, good, good. Yeah, um, the mayor he was really quick to polarize that situation into gun violence because he used that term uh, quite often in his his little spiel there in front of the camera. 
Well, it's a guy. He's a Democrat mayor and a Democrat governor, so you know <laughs> that's kind yeah, of the default. Yeah, um, and now emotions are running high, so I'm not going to make any estimations of of uh, folks in this particular moment. Uh, of course not. But it does uh, seem to go, it does seem to go political very, 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 very quickly. Exactly, and uh, you know, that 15 minutes of uh, or excuse me, his 15 seconds of fame, you know, he. Uh, perfect opportunity to, you know, just totally polarize and, and steer it. So. Yep. Well, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, man. I appreciate the call. Here's John. John, how are you doing? Uh, obviously better than the people in Kentucky, unfortunately. Uh. Um, the My thinking is, if you look at the profile for most of these spree killers, it's a control. A lot uh. of these people have no control over their personal, professional lives. And while they're killing innocent people... They are exercising ultimate control over some aspect of their reality. I'm not a sociologist or a shrink. Don't take psychological advice from me. I just notice a pattern that these people all tend to be what we would call losers. (laughs) And I think that the solution is to try to minimize the loser population by giving people some kind of a buy-in to society where they do feel like they're in control of their lives and can do something other than terrorize good people i i think we're i'm out of time i want to explore that when we get back john that's an excellent point i appreciate the call we're going to get into that a little deeper when i get back from the from the break here uh 210-599-5555 anywhere anytime and it's just wherever you need it you can just go online and get it get the sean Rima show wherever you get your favorite podcasts Yeah, News Talk 550, KTSA FM 1071. It's 1037. Obviously, we're following the events in Louisville very closely. Uh, we have no new information other than what we've already told you and just a, a basic uh, 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 thumbnail sketch of what's happened. Uh, we have a shooter who uh, we are being told by authorities had some kind of prior connection with the bank, whether as an employee or what have you. No specifics beyond that. Uh, we have, I believe, six people dead, including the shooter. Uh, upwards of eight folks have been sent to the uh, to hospital, and I know uh, uh, at least two of them are police officers. Police officers. It was weird watching uh, the governor, uh, Andy Bashir, uh, saying, uh, getting emotional because he said he he had a friend inside the bank who was who didn't make it out. And another friend who uh, who is in the hospital, and uh, uh, this is his bank, he said. This is the bank he uses. So we'll have another update at 3 p.m. We're kind of talking about this. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, there is other stuff going on, though. And I just, you know, just like, I, 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 again, we'll, we'll continue to follow Kentucky and I'm not trying to take away from the seriousness of it, but can we understand, does anybody know why the Dalai Lama attempted to French kiss a, a, a small Indian boy? Do we do we know what the hell happened there? Have you seen that video, Don Morgan? Have you seen that? It's it's the Dalai Lama. I, okay, go ahead. He's 87. He's doing, uh, he's doing uh, I don't know, he's meeting people or whatever. He's doing that Dalai Lama thing. <laughs> <laughs> doing the Dalai Lama thing, you know. <laughs> he's on his Dalai Lama trip, and uh, little boy, little Indian boy, asks uh, if he can have a hug. Boy walks up to the Dalai. He says, "Well, yes, come here." And Dalai he goes up to the Dalai Lama, gives him a hug, and then he's he says, "Suck, suck my tongue," is what he said. You, he said that, man. You can see it on the video. And then he sticks his tongue out, and the kid's like, uh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Kids gets close, but then he pulls away, you know, because it's a little weird. Dalai Lama now, just just since I got on the air, has apologized, saying it was inappropriate. Uh, a smidge. Yeah, understatement yeah. of the year. Just a little bit, trying to French kiss a, 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 a little Indian kid while the cameras are on you, and you mm. want to suck your tongue? Goonga loonga. Yeah, Jeez. that's what I thought. I don't even know what that means. But that I'm just saying. It's from Caddyshack. Oh. He doesn't know what it means, but he thought it. <laughs> I did. It's like, dude, Dolly, doll, you know, what's going on with you, man? So the llama. 
god. Well, I mean, you know, he's been a Dalai Lama since he was a kid, right? I mean, in the fifties. Yeah, that's when you because you, they find them. You know, that's the, the and I I studied a lot about uh, Tibetan Buddhism when I was younger, and I was a communist, and because uh, <laughs> weren't we all a communist in our youth? And uh, you know, well, I, was, I I used to explore other religions and stuff, and and did that a lot as a young man. There's nothing communist about that. No, there and isn't. In I'm fact, that's the exact opposite. It is the exact opposite. <laughs> You're the worst communist ever. I know. You know I really a, suck at it. As a commie, you fail. <laughs> I suck at racism and communism. I'm just horrible at them. I'm a, I'm a bad little mega hat wearer. And uh, I, you know, but he's been the Dal- Dalai Lama his whole life, so it's like you just want to go, yeah, like you had a choice. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Right. They and, don't. and now he's 87, yeah. and it's like, what, what are you, you you're trying to mouth kiss, you know, little kids coming up to you. Something's afoot here. It's Pope Francis got to say about this, man. How the shopping mall, the Vatican in Vatican City, do yesterday? I wonder. Are they pulling some uh, good bank there to make some bank with the the Vatican shopping mall. They don't have a gift store anymore. It's a shopping mall. Stone Temple Pilots. They now have an actual shopping mall. Mm, right. As far as we know, though, the Pope hasn't tried to tongue kiss anybody recently. That's uh, the Dalai Lama's purview. It's just weird to watch. Did you watch the video? No, I don't. You, I don't need you, to watch. I, I don't want to watch the video. No, I, you should watch the video. I don't want to watch prep. the video. No, show's almost over. Thank God, I don't have to watch that. It's just so creepy. I wonder if his breath smelled like you know, like <laughs> lo mein or something. Smelled like, like curry, herb tea, curry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Dalai Lama likes tacos. I don't know. Apparently, he likes tongue. You know, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, he likes the lingua tacos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he likes lingua tacos. You know, if you watch, the, you should watch the video. <laughs> no, you're so wrong. You should. What watch the hell that. is wrong with you? I'm just translating for lingua. the Hispanic people okay, well, listening. You know, we knew. Oh my god! You should watch the video just to see the poor monk sitting behind him with the mask on. Yeah. Who's just kind of looking like, what are you doing? What <laughs> the hell wrong with you? He's got a mask on, too, a COVID mask. But he's got this look inside, like, what is he doing? What is what is the boss doing? What are you doing? What did he just say? No, the, you have to watch it, because the, the guy sitting by is just watching us like, oh, bad. What are you yeah. doing? He's thinking, if we if we were a violent society, I'd kick your ass. If I wasn't a Buddhist, I'd kick your ass. Mm. He's tongue kissing a child. The Dali... Lama himself. <laughs> your daddy Lama just kissed your boy. All right, sorry. Goonga the worst Lunga. Bill Murray imitation I've ever done. Gungalunga. 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 Your daddy Lama is a real Cinderella story. <laughs> fell in love with a boy. No! Very late in life. Oh, God, you're terrible. A real Cinderella story. <laughs> Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, sir. The Democrats, oh, the Democrats have definitely given us a sick, sick world. Mm. Gungalunga is a is a phrase uh, out of uh, the movie Caddyshack. <laughs> Gungalunga. Um, it's a Gungalunga day. Talk, no, go ahead. Go I ahead. I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about the shooter in mm. Kentucky, the murderer in Kentucky. Right. A long time ago, uh, most people will remember that we had a Democrat candidate who ran on hope and change. Mm. Unfortunately, at the time, we didn't know that it was only hope that we would change into a Marxist society. <laughs> the, Democrats, uh, the Democrats do nothing but sell misery and pain and hate and anger and hopelessness. And I think that is why we are seeing so much of this. Imagine, if you will, a country where... People are raised to believe you are blessed to be to have been born in this great country, the land of milk and honey, the the unlimited opportunity, right. and all of the good things that the world has to offer. That is what's uh, yours uh, for the taking in this country. If you are fortunate enough to be to be born in this country, everything is good here. And 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 imagine, if you will, that that people were raised and believed that that. To love their country and to love their fellow Americans and to believe that this is the land of hope, of, of opportunity, of hope for opportunity. People would be going around with smiles on their faces, but instead what we have is, 
we're the worst country in the world. We're nothing but a bunch of fascists, and there's, everybody is holding you down, and there's right. no way you can make it without the Democrat Party. People are hopeless. They're just running through life thinking, man, we we should have been born in Guatemala or USSR <laughs> or China. Well, or just hang around it's long enough. <laughs> you only have that here. You're right. No, I, you're right. And, I, I, you know, there's there's an inherent narcissism also uh running through i believe that that entire agenda in that one of the uh, two of the words or three of the words that democrats use more often than any other three words and certainly obama said it a lot too is you deserve this you deserve this you deserve this you deserve this if you look at how they responded to the nashville shootings given who the shooter was they basically said, well, he, she deserved to do that because trans people are under attack by Christians. So in, in the spree killing, there's, there, to me, there seems to be this inherent narcissism uh, in that you are. You're playing God. You're, taking, you're, you're pulling all the strings. You're the person in total, absolute control, at least for those handful of minutes that you have to do your death dealing. And I, I, I do think uh, a lot of this rhetoric feeds into it, so... It, it is. It is exactly. You're exactly correct. And it is uh, the. I deserve everything. Enti- sense of entitlement. But I wanted to ditto your caller from right before the break because he was talking about the same thing. These people are hopeless, and mm, they believe yeah. they deserve everything. And so I'm. I'm miserable, but I deserve to go make other families and lives miserable. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. I appreciate the call, man. As usual. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Again, uh, spending most of our time talking about the uh, events in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, which we'll obviously be following for the rest of the day. Uh, again, uh, the, the small amount of information that we have right now. Again, as Don pointed out several times when these things happen, these spree killings, uh, uh, at the front end of it, you get a lot of shifting information. There's a lot of fluidity to, uh, to what you're hearing. But uh, as it stands right now, we have uh, four dead, five if you count the shooter, of whom we know nothing about other than this person had some kind of previous connection to the bank. Uh, it's being called a workplace crime. Uh, we have upwards of eight folks who have gone to the hospital, uh, as you heard from uh, Andy Bashir, uh, the the governor, Bashir, the governor, uh, and as well as the mayor, but specifically from the governor of Kentucky, who said that he had a, couple, a friend inside who didn't make it out. He's quite emotional. And uh, a, another friend who was in the hospital fighting for his or her life, and that's it. That's pretty much all we know. So uh, as we as we uh, follow these events here at KTSA, we'll uh, get the information out to you. Uh, we are being told, in fact, you heard this uh, from the chief of police uh, earlier, uh, that the next uh, uh, press conference will be at 3 o'clock this afternoon. So hopefully we'll find out more information then. I, I don't expect, expect uh, excuse me, that we're going to... Sorry, I had to sneeze there, uh, that we're going to hear any more between now and then. But the usual conversations are are going to uh, uh, come up uh, about gun laws and, and the like. We, we've already had a few conversations on the air today as far as what we think is going on here uh, with these kinds of crimes, which I call spree killings. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, uh, mass shootings is kind of the the typical label, and and went with that uh, for a, for a while. But then, uh, uh, really, when you started seeing folks using pressure cookers and vehicles and machetes and whatever they can get your ha- get their hands on, and plus, from if you really want to take it political from a gun ownership perspective, okay, these are spree killings in that someone someone for whatever screwed up reasons has decided that they need to kill a bunch of people at one time. And uh, again, by calling them mass shootings, it's a political move to to characterize the crime in such a way uh, 
that you can put the gun at the center of it. But before you get to the gun, there's some screwed up psychology uh, that is the desire. And, and that's what we have to figure out. Because let me ask you, and I'll get political because they're already getting political. <laughs> One could argue the mayor of Louisville was, was uh, speaking in a political way at a very emotional moment. I, I'm going to grant him that. But, uh, look, Democrats had legislative control and executive branch control for uh, about two years prior to the past midterm election. So if they thought gun laws, additional gun laws were the way to go, why didn't they pass some? It's always Donald Trump's fault or the Republicans' fault, but they had all they had the legislative and they had the executive branch. They could have passed some laws. You know why? Because even they don't believe in this crap about just more gun laws will prevent anything. Even they know that's a bunch of crap. And uh, once the, the whole discussion goes political, you're not discussing it honestly and objectively anymore. Because if you're being honest and objective, then you understand the psychology and the drive to commit these these kinds of crimes are are really uh, the pathway to the to anything resembling a solution. And, and at at the end of the day, too, and this is kind of a crappy thing to have to say, but it's true. You can only do so much to prevent to prevent crazy. And if you go into a place, whatever your reasons are, whatever your freaking motivations are. But you walk into some situation intent on killing a large amount of people or as many people as you possibly can. By definition of the act, you're nuts. Doesn't mean you're criminally, you're, you're not responsible, responsible from a legal standpoint. But you are, to a certain extent, freaking nuts. Uh, and that's the, the nuts part is what we have to figure out. <laughs> Why people are driven or inspired to do this is is where the solution lies. But again, uh, and and I'll even put this out there, depending on the skin color and the gender and all that stuff of the person who commits the crime, uh, the solutions vary, don't they? Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we we didn't hear a lot of a lot of this rhetoric after Nashville. We hear a lot of gun stuff, but we didn't hear a lot of stuff as far as what was wrong with the person who did it. And why did they want to do it? We did. We heard some stuff about how trans people are so put upon by society that this person just had no other choice. It was their only the only way this person could have been heard. So I, I'm going to go home and uh, and watch the coverage like the rest of us if we're able to go home or what have you or monitor it, and we'll see what the day brings as far as understanding into why this person decided to do what they did. But, but at the end of the day, here's the reality of it. We live in hard, mean times. Hard and mean times. And uh, and and I do believe I do agree with my brother uh, Trey Ware that uh, a spiritual answer at the end of the day is probably what's going to save the day. So do some praying. Thank you, James Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.